0: Hello, hello. How are you today? Brought the homie Glover. Glover's been strangling me for two days. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. He laughs Well, I'm choking. He smiles. He laughs. He seems like a very nice guy on the surface, but he's been choking the shit out of
1: me. Learning, man. Learning.
0: (laughs) I'm learning how to breathe under duress. Um, You know, this fear thing that uh, Travis is chatting about with y'all, you know, it's okay to be have a little fear, it's okay to be scared of certain things, but it's not scary to you to let that get in the way of the, the actions that you're supposed to engage in. But once in a while, I feel a little scared of something. So, you know, oh, what's gonna happen if Taiwan gets invaded by China? The stock market's gonna crash 20%. What else might happen? That might be beginning of World War III. What else might happen? And the market could go down another 10%. And I think, well, either, either the whole world is gonna be over or there's gonna be a lot of high quality assets on sale that if I buy them while everybody else is fearful, uh, later on I'm gonna make a lot of money. Yeah. So you gotta find opportunities in that fear. When other people are scared, if you can be calm, if you can think clearly when other people are scared, those are the best opportunities in the whole world, ain't it? Yeah. Is there a better time? Wouldn't you be delighted if you
1: knew that your opponent is scared? <laughs> If you can't control, we're all scared of the the loss, but, like, uh, you got to control it, like you say, you know, breathe and uh, stay in the moment, stay focused on what you have to do. You know, you got to face your fears and uh, go after.
0: Glover here, for for people that <clears throat> maybe you don't have a television or uh, you haven't been living on Earth, Glover has uh, been champion at UFC, 205-pound champion, um, won his belt from the the Polish homie uh Jan. I, I always mess up his last name. Blavich. Jan, yeah. Jan Blavich. And um so yeah Glover's at uh you know probably fight of the year right now. These uh you know in defending his title. He had some challenges there is winning, winning and winning and uh the the last moment, literally the last you know seconds, things didn't go his way, so he can be fighting for the title again in upcoming months. And um you know I I think to, to be competing at the level you are and to be world champion at uh, you know, as the, the 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 two big weight divisions is like is is a, a dream for most people. It's not even a dream that you you could actually do this. But uh, uh, I imagine that path wasn't clear when you're a young man in Brazil, growing up in Brazil. You you know maybe you had a little doubt on your way between you know a child in Brazil and then decades later, champion of the world, the most respected fight organization in the world.
1: Yeah. Yeah, a lot of doubts, man. You know, like, uh, when I was in Brazil, not even. I didn't even know what I wanted, you know? I wanted to uh, uh, start figuring it out, like... Uh, because I wanted to be an athlete, but I didn't want to... You know, don't know, like, what's fighting or anything. It's not much opportunity, but... Yeah, when it comes to... Realize that the, the fight is what I want. There's a lot of fear, a lot of fear, a lot of, a lot of doubts, you know, a lot of fear, lot of, like, do I leave this job? And now I'm like, um, I'm putting all my time in this fighting thing, but to, don't know the results. is still not good, because in the beginning, you make nothing, you know? And it was so, it was tough, but uh, I guess it's what makes it make difference, I think. Uh, tell the guys at the time, you stay there no matter what, you know, good times and bad times, but you stay there, and you stay. Believe in something, and try to get better and better and solve the problem, and eventually you make it.
0: I think I would love to hear your perspective of this because people ask me sometimes, "Oh, Derek, you seem calm all the time. You seem so confident. The stock market's up or you know down, and you're you're always confident. You always feel you know everything's stable." Mm-hmm. And my, inside, you've been around me different times where you see me make a lot of money some days. Probably you've been around when I lose a lot of money some days. Mm-hmm. And uh it don't change my mood too much, you know, yeah. I, I feel same, yeah, very similar, same. and you know i think I think the reason that is I don't think I'd feel that way today if I didn't have some of the difficult times early, you know earlier in life i had uh I didn't have a very fun childhood, you know, there's a lot, mm-hmm. of, lot of violence in my house outside the house and um it just wasn't fun, man. Um, dad wasn't there, mom was not a good mom, and so on. And you know, a lot of people got problems. I don't think my problems are special. A lot of people got problems. But some people they use their problems as an excuse to not get something done.
1: Yeah.
0: And I thought, you know, for me those problems that I was I was sufficiently upset that I was like, fuck this. And I didn't even know if you said this, you know, you saw you didn't know what you were gonna do. I didn't know what I was gonna do as a little boy, but I was mm-hmm. like, I, but I knew this and whatever I got to do I got to make it better I got to make it better I got to get away from these crazy people you know and um, to help my confidence a lot as an adult you overcome problems and and then you feel more confident that you, you have the competence to deal with more difficult problems and then you fix your new problems and then you're then you get new problems yeah. <laughs> yeah. but I think I think fixing the problems and, and feeling confident because you're competent to fix the problems and make things better and do that consistently. It helped me feel very confident as an adult, like, I don't give a shit what happens. You know, I'm gonna die someday, maybe sooner than I'd like, hopefully a long time from now, we'll see. But um, I, I don't, you don't see me get panicked about anything. Yeah. You don't see me get excited. And I gotta think that that's, that's helped your life, or you have your version of that story that you feel very confident in, in some areas of life because uh, you lived that shit. You went through tough times.
1: Yeah, of course. I, uh, you know, I'm very confident in, uh, in the, in fighting and, you know, in my ability to. But you know, it's always the, the those things in your mind what could go wrong. I you know, I doubt that anybody would think different. You know, but it, it's, it's mind you can think like okay, this guy have this better, have that better, but like I say. Um, and training, training room to prepare for the fight is what I say. Fixing the problem is like how you, how you doing the ground, how you stand up. You getting hit too much with this thing. It's not to panic or think you start, start getting your confidence down. And it's like you stay calm. and training, relax after you. Man, I, train, I had a bad day today. That's what I have to fix. You know, I have to to come here tomorrow. I mean, you got a couple more weeks. And I'm getting hit a lot with the right hand, or I'm getting choked over here. Every time I go for takedown, I get a gear team So you gotta adjust those things. And the only way you're gonna do that, if you stay calm and drill really it with not panic about it. Because if you panic about it, man, you know, like you say, it's a high level there that we going against. And if you panic about it, any little detail can make a big difference. You know,
0: when you were here, um, something 12 weeks ago, something like that, you were here in July. And uh, you were showing me these anaconda chokes and how to get away from some of the some chokes. Yeah. And you know, I, I trained that again and again. Since then, you know, I've been choked just in those, you know, anaconda, dars choke, guillotine choke. Like I don't know, maybe maybe 500, 600 times since then, uh, in the last three the months. training
1: partner is pretty good, you know?
0: Pretty good <laughs> the guy, guy
1: that you train with, yeah, <laughs> I don't know.
0: Yeah. So I've been, I've been getting choked by, you know, top, top contenders and world champions for the last three months, yeah. but you come back three months later, uh, it's not so easy to get me in those chokes anymore, you know? I, yeah,
1: no, definitely a big improve, you know, like, uh, I told you already, like, uh, everybody that been working with is a uh, high-level, high-level Jiu-Jitsu, and it's a blast to have the opportunity, like yes. you, you, and you and you go after. But like, uh, yeah, you, you saw a lot improving, man. And you putting the work, putting the work, you know. Jake Shields and uh, everybody else is doing a pretty good job, and uh, you doing pretty hard work in there yourself. And um, it was a big improvement, man.
0: You know, the, the type of people that be watching this right now, the, this course is about mentoring, uh, excuse me, about entrepreneurship. It's a mentoring course about entrepreneurship. And, you know, in entrepreneurship, you're going to have these same problems. You're going to have... Um, entrepreneurship is not for most people because it's fucking hard. Most people, are, they're too soft, they're too weak, they're too distracted. It's not even an insult, it's just true. This, I don't say that to insult those people. Is You know, if you want to be successful in entrepreneurship, if you wanna be successful in fighting, you're gonna to have to be focused, you're gonna to have to be strong, you're gonna to have to be, do difficult things that most people just don't wanna do. It'd be too too much work, too too yeah. difficult for most people. They would give up, you know, they give up before you. And um, I think of entrepreneurship just like that, that like you, you're gonna to have to do things that are uncomfortable. Um, you're gonna to have to say no to your family, you're gonna to have to say no to your current friends, you're gonna to have to say no to lot of things if you want to say yes to entrepreneurship now if you do that for any period of time if you can do that for two three four or five years you'll likely grow a very good business you know if your brain works good if you have good instructions good teachers good mentors good coaches if you're doing the right things and you're working harder at it than other people are working you're going to have the results you know uh i want my black belt in five years that's very ambitious i know that a lot of people most people would give up they never get the black belt and for people that do get a black belt, a lot of times is ten years or something like that. I don't want ten years, so, but I need to earn that. Yeah. I need to do the work. I need to yeah. accelerate the work. The work. Yeah. I got the best coaches, the best mentors, the best training partners. I got to show up and put in the work. We just got done training a couple hours yesterday. We we're training what three and a half hours, maybe four. Yeah,
1: something like that.
0: And then we're going to go back again tonight, and then we're going to go again tomorrow. And then you're going to leave, and then my next training partner comes and go train with with you know, ten days in a row right now. Um, that's not for everybody. So when I focus on something, I'm, I'm willing to put in that work for a period of time. I'm willing to work harder. I'm moving towards the difficulties. Cause I think, oh, if I if I want to get that belt, I gotta, you know, I, I gotta be able to defend this choke, defend this, defend this, defend this, defend this. Defend this. Yeah. You know, all the things. Got to you know, be able to apply it here, apply it here. Know when to push harder, know when to conserve energy, and you know, all, all those little things. I need to a- accelerate that process and have more difficulty and more frustration early. I did that in business, I'm doing that in my training now, and um, this is my hobby. And let me make that point, it's like, this is my hobby. So you see, I'm, I'm, you, you, Jake and some of the other guys say that I'm training like a pro fighter for the amount of time I'm putting in is like similar to a lot of the professionals. And um, I'm not trying to be a professional fighter, this is my hobby. You know what I learned this year? I'm not very good at hobbies. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not good at doing something just for fun, I'm a little too competitive maybe, yeah. but if you, you got, if you want to be good at entrepreneurship, you're going to have to think about it the same way of like, those things that you don't want to do, well guess what, your competition don't want to do that shit either. So if you're willing to put in work that other people aren't, then you're going to earn more success than, than they are, as long as you're doing the right things. Now, if you're working hard on the wrong things, you're probably making things worse, you know? You, you could be training really hard, but if you're doing stupid things that aren't helping you, yeah, you're, yeah. you're just exhausting yourself. It's gonna yourself. be
1: worse, yeah. It's yeah. gonna get overtraining or, instead of getting uh, stronger, you get, you get weaker, you know, it's all balanced, too. You gotta get the diet, yeah. You can't go, like, uh, I saw Linux saying that, he said it pretty good the uh, you know, last time you talked to him. You cannot run, you can't run fast, but you gotta run in the, in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. What, what have you learned from, you know, you've you trained with everybody. You've you trained with, you know, Chuck Liddell is a friend of yours coming up that you're training with Chuck when uh, when Chuck was on his way up. You uh, you trained with everybody in your sport over the years, and you know, what, along, 20-something years, yeah? Yeah. 20-something yeah, 20... years.
1: Yeah, about 20 a year, 20, yeah,
0: 21 year. You're coaching a lot of people now. One of your mm-hmm. guys is about to fight for the title. Is, yeah,
1: Alex uh, Pedier, yeah.
0: He's about to fight Adesanya for the 185-pound title. Uh, is that Madison Square Garden, yeah? November, yes. next month. Yes,
1: next November, month. November,
0: Madison Square Garden. But Being around these people, you know, be, being a world champion, training world champions, training with other world champions, learning from them, what, what do you see that makes people stand out the... What are the things that make the difference? The guys that, you know, they're training and they're very good versus the real, the real champions. The guys that, the guys that win in those important moments.
1: Yeah, I, I say, you know, it's funny. I was talking about it yesterday. Like Lioto and, and Chocolate Lightyear will be both of my friends, good friends. Uh, helping help them both uh, training for title fight and uh personality is different, they like different things outside of the gym, but same mentality when it comes to training, you know? Uh, they doing this stuff, never complain about, uh, you know, the hard work, they wanna push themselves more, we all we all do, you always wanna push yourself to the limit, you know the guy, these guys you can, you, those guys, you can never say to them, they're not pushing themselves, come on, let's go, let's go. You you know, of course you say that when you, they're tired, but they always want that extra round. And, um, and that mentality, man, the mentality that goes through things with no complaint, like when you get hurt, because we all get hurt. All, every camp, you know, all the time something happened. Like I told you another day, I kicked somebody's elbow, you know, my, my foot was sore for four or four, five days, still sore. You know those things happen, and uh, and a lot of times, like Andrew, uh, you your finger. One finger can, can is so much uh, important. I see so many fighters. Like you say, the difference between championship level and a regular fighter really is the mind. You break you break a little finger, and bad with so much training for fight. But that strong mentality guy is gonna take that up. He's gonna know he's not gonna perform as well on the first couple of weeks of training, but you know, and that comes from experience too, you know, a lot of fights and stuff, but you know, in the end of the camp, you're gonna do well, you're gonna do good. And in the day, the fight, you're not even gonna feel that finger, for example, you know what I mean? Not even gonna feel that because the adrenaline, they're the willing to win, you not, you know, feel no pain, man. Let's go over there and, with that mission, you know?
0: You said, uh, you told me once that, you know, privately, and I, I don't think you mind me repeating it, but you said Chuck was such a strong competitor when, when Chuck Liddell was coming up, and, you know, Chuck has been on a, a call with some of my my mastermind group, Chuck has sat on the couch right here, you know, Chuck stayed here and trained with me and eats my chocolate almonds, and...
1: Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: Chuck Liddell likes chocolate almonds, folks, in case you don't know. Yeah. Um, he eat a whole bag of them, two pounds of them in half a week. <laughs> but, um... You said years ago training with Chuck, he was he's such a strong competitor. Even sparring, like when he's sparring with his friends, that he, he kinda gets in the kind of a vicious mode or a uh you know, very competitive mode. Yeah. Yeah, you, you can know, see the, his eye. Yeah. The sparring's yeah. over and he's still breathing a little heavy and wants mm-hmm. to fight more.
1: Yeah. He's always he was like uh very competitor, you know. But like we we all are in a way, but uh, Chuck was funny, man. He keep looking at the eyes He'd have their the eye like, Hey, hey, all right, bro, the bell is off, you know. And he's like, Yeah, I know, man, he give me a Um you
0: know the I, I I've interviewed there's only about ninety people ever that had that belt like you do. and help that UFC belt. And I, I did interviews with you know, I don't know, 30-something of them, more, more than one-third. I've uh, met them, spent time with them, trained with many of them. And I noticed with the thing you said is nobody's complaining. Those people don't complain about nothing. It's just uh, something comes up. That, you know, I think about the business this way. Something comes up, I, I expect something's going to come up every day. Every day I, I expect I got to wake up, I got to eat a pile of shit. Something, something's messed up. And um, I got to fix that and get back to neutral and then I gotta go get about three victories during the day, Mm -hmm. go fix a lot of little things, get about three little victories on the board before I go to sleep, you know? And uh, I go to sleep, I'm happy, I'm happy the whole time, even, I go to sleep, I know when I wake up there's gonna be some new problem waiting for me, and I gotta fix that problem, and then I get my, you know, get a couple victories, go to sleep again, and you you do that for long enough, you, you never see me really upset, because I know there's going to be some problem. I've already built it in my head, I already know. Whatever yeah. happens, I'm going to take care of it. Yeah. I'm going to fix it, it's no problem. Yeah. It's no real problem, you know? Some people, something, uh, some little thing happens, they, they're like, it's going to ruin my whole day. My day is
1: ruined. Uh, I, have, uh, I have this guy that say, uh, they, I, I don't know what, like, uh, what I say right, but it's like, uh, I wanna put myself in a such a way that if I go in hell or heaven, I still the same, hmm. you know? It's a situation, even the worst situation of your life, or the same, you gotta put it in that way that you stay come and stay right in the middle, you know? And that, that's, that was pretty, like, uh, deep, you know? Thought, thinking about it, like, I got you hype up with, like, uh, Maybe people, people does that, you know, like one victory in a fight or, you know, make a contract, one first fight in the UFC, you get your hype, you get with the hype, all these people calling and say you're going to be the best, and you're here and there, and maybe you get overconfident and stop training a little bit, go party too much, you know what I mean? And uh, guys, they stay center, you know, stay focused all the time, stay the same way, no matter what happens, losing or winning. Stay focused and say like I did it for my for my, for my my belt, you know, I lost. I had to win streak, and I lost to John Jones. Decision, the then I lost my other fight, but I stay focused. What I want, I want the belt, I want to be a champion. Stay focused, I didn't let that get me down. So I'm like, uh, seven, seven years later, after I fought John Jones, and I fought again for the title with a lot of ups and downs, and...
0: John was the champion at the time when you fought him? Yeah, I fought John Jones so, for the belt. So yeah, John Jones time. had the belt, and you had how
1: many wins in a row before that? Of 20 wins in a row, five in UFC and 15 out of UFC. 20 consecutive, 20 wins, consecutive wins.
0: wins leads up to the title fight yeah. 2014-15? 2014, yeah. 2014, you're fighting John Jones for the title. Mm-hmm. You go five rounds, yeah. it goes to decision, they give him the decision. Yes. And then. Seven more years later, like you said, some ups and downs, ups and downs.
1: Yeah, before seven you get and a half title, years, seven and a half years later. Before you
0: put that big shiny belt on yeah. across your waist. Yeah. Seven years. So,
1: you know, you just got to keep that goal, that goal. is like you don't let like, uh, things bother you, don't let what people say bother you, you know? Because you can't go with the hype. A lot of people like after, you know, 20 Win is you know, like uh, eighteen, everybody's telling me oh, because I come to a I, I finished the first guy and I, you know I one of the one of the, the beatdown of the year against Fabio Modonato. That's what the, the fight was, you know, one of the beatdown of the year. It's like because it was a smash, I mean for two rounds the guys have a tough chin. But then everybody was telling me, oh my God, this guy's gonna be champion every time, but stay focused, never get over my head or nothing. But when I lost, you know, people go, and I lost two fights in a row, because like you say, one, I, I lost that fight, and I say, I gotta train, train more, train more, and and up, I went too much. I didn't rest, I didn't have that balance. So I went too much, and I overtrained. and people, man, was like, you know, put you down the, after you lose two fights like that, you know. but this, Stay focused, you don't let those things bother you. You gotta stay focused on the the goal and say, you know what, this is it. I'm gonna do the best that I can and I'm just gonna go after it. I don't care what people say.
0: You know, I I noticed a couple things about haters, about somebody trying to put you down. I noticed a couple things that you ever been hated on by somebody who was doing better than you?
1: Yeah, you're right. Uh, I never, really. I never had that experience. No, really,
0: no. Yeah. I, I knew a lot of guys that uh, they got a lot more money than me. I did very good. I feel very happy about my finances. But you know, I met twenty-something, close, close to thirty billionaires that you know they got a lot, a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And uh, I never had one of them call me poor or make fun of me for mm. about my money. They are like, oh, you know, you're doing good. Keep, keep going. You know. Yeah. They're usually, somebody that's doing real good, they got they say a couple of encouraging words to you, and uh, not that you need it necessarily, but it's, but you remember those things sometimes. Yeah, of course. Uh, I never been hated on by somebody that was doing better, Those people usually they're down there somewhere. Could would they have done better in the fight than you did? The critics. Nine fighters, man. They last one minute with John Jones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: I guess see, yeah. Uh... I, well, like it, but, but a lot of people, you know, you, you're right about it, but a lot of people don't think that way. A lot of people will I, I see a lot of young fighters that will let that bother them, you know. They will let that get in your head, and that could mess up somebody's career, really, you mm. know. I see people that have they that kind of a problem. People that go see psychology, you know, like sports psychology like so they can get better mindset. Uh, and, and I see around me, you know, like people that lost a couple of fights and was getting so upset about all those internet people, you know, talking about it. And I see the way uh, his fight career go was went, went down, you know. I see that around me, not not one or two times here, many times, you know.
0: A, a great thing about my psychology, you and I were talking about this in the car the other day. I, I came to See you at the airport, and uh, we were riding back. And uh, I looked at the the cities in front of us. This third biggest city in the country. There's 10 million people, metro area, 10 mm-hmm. million people out here. And I, I said I don't give a fuck what any one mm-hmm. of those people thinks about you know how mm-hmm. I live my life or what I do. That I'm I'm very comfortable being who I am, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, and I'm not mad at them. I hope they do well. So I I don't say that to, you know that I don't say like them or you know I hope mm-hmm. they do good I hope they're living their life yeah, I hope they're enjoying well, yeah. their life but uh, I value my opinion you know it, they haven't lived my life and they haven't lived your life and I value my opinion a lot more about am I doing the right things to get me where I want to go and sometimes it looks like I'm taking a step back somewhere and sometimes I do so I can take a couple steps forward somewhere else you know um, and then there was big money opportunities in the stock market. So I would sit on my ass on the couch, the couch in the training room downstairs. I'd sit on that little couch, I'd sit on this side and just paperwork everywhere here, everywhere. Papers everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I just looking at stocks and I mm-hmm. barely sleeping, eating too much and making money, making money, yeah. making money. And um, I made a lot of money during that time. Mm-hmm. Now somebody else watching, they just say, Derek, you're fat. You're right. fat. Like, yeah, yeah, that's true. You know what else is fat? My my brokerage account is fat. Uh-huh. My bank account is fat. My uh, my future is a lot of abundance, a lot of fat there. So, I, it, not so hard to lose that weight later. Weight came off real easy when I focused on that. Yeah, <laughs> I wanted to focus on yeah. that. <laughs> If you had to lose 30, 30
1: pounds this priority, month, could you lose 30 pounds this a priority, month? Priority, you gotta set the priority, you know? Like, yeah. uh, but of course, like, you wouldn't be doing that forever. It will be bad for you. Yeah. But uh, you know your priority. You do that for a certain time and say, you know, I'm. that's what I'm gonna do here right now. And uh, I'm gonna spend all my energy here. And later on, you know what you have to do. You're gonna put your energy like you, you've you been doing. You've been training and, you, you know,
0: you, uh, I guess the last thought maybe I'd share is you know, a, learning, a learning that I had from that when people make these little criticisms. I thought to myself, oh, you, you said this yourself a moment ago, you said, oh, they got different goals. Well, when they see, if they see me gain a lot of weight, they can't imagine that they would be able to fix that. So mm-hmm. in their head, they think that you know. You, you made a comment like you know, oh, if you keep doing that, it would be bad. Mm-hmm. In their head, if they if they mm-hmm. allowed their body to slide like that because they were very focused on some goal over here, they wouldn't be able to fix that. So in, in their head, they'd be able, you know, they think that's a permanent feature of my right. identity or who yeah. I am or something. In my head, I'm like, I don't give a fuck what I look like right now. Mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck about my cardio. I got to focus on this thing because yeah. it's so valuable. And you get maybe you get one opportunity per decade. Make money like that, and I spent 35 years waiting for those type of opportunities, preparing for those type of opportunities. So mm-hmm. when that opportunity comes, it's like everything, you know. It's everything is.
1: Yeah. You have to have
0: total everything there.
1: Of all the energy. Everything,
0: nothing else matters. So, mm-hmm. I think for I think that's something that I learned from that is um, the type of person that would criticize you, you when they see you being. Uh, very focused on something and maybe a couple other things are slipping because you're making tremendous progress on a new goal. Um, those people can't imagine. They just see you taking a step back somewhere and they say, oh, you're messing up. You're messing up over there. Oh, you you dropped the ball. Oh, you're getting fat or oh, you're not doing this or oh, you didn't come to the family reunion. But well, they can't imagine themselves actually being triumphant and you know, taking a step back in some areas to put all their energy on something very important that would change their whole lives, they can't imagine themselves doing that. So really, when they're projecting on you that you're a mess up, that no, they're a mess up. They're the, they're the person who's messing up in life, and they can't imagine they're the type of person that would fix it. And I, and I think that's true. It's, it's not to criticize people. Uh, you don't get paid much money to be your critic, you know. But as far as what you said of like a lot of young people, it lets them. When somebody gets on their head like that, it can mess up their career, it can mess up their trajectory, yeah. it can mess up their success. Don't let that mess up your success. All that person is telling you is if they they can't imagine being in your shoes that you would be so focused on something that you'd let a couple other things slip for a minute to, to be very focused on, you know, putting that champion belt around your waist or, you know, adding to your substantially to your net worth. They never put themselves in the situation to be that type of person. They're not that type of person, and um, they find you unrelatable, and your success is a reflection of their failure, and then they get upset with you. They want to poke at you. So don't let those people get in your head. When you have a a mess up here and there, the only people that don't have failures are people that don't try very hard. So you you can stay around the 50th percentile and have very few failures in life, but your whole life would be a failure. But if you want to do something at a higher level, you know anybody that was world champion or was extremely successful at anything, that didn't have a couple of failures or a couple of moments where they felt embarrassed or looked stupid or something?
1: Yeah, everybody that, uh, have a, that I know have a, a rough beginning, man. beginning is rough, you know, for, for everything, you know. it's gonna start training, start get your ass kicked. Everybody, they go training. First couple of days, you get your ass kicked, you know? It's so like uh, then it's like uh, the ones that never want to come back and get their ass kicked again, and the ones that like, you know, what, oh, I wanna, I wanna learn. there. I wanna be that guy. that kick my ass, so I wanna, I wanna learn with him. So you keep going, you know.
0: Well, that helps me. Those are inspiring words while well, my neck is sore right uh-huh. now. So we're gonna go back to training in a couple hours. So, uh-huh. um, thank you, Glover, for for taking the time to uh-huh. share a few thank words. You. And um, appreciate you know your spending time to train with me. Appreciate you sharing some of your your wisdom and life experiences with the folks here. Folks, put a put a couple comments in the comment box. Say thank you to Glover. Put some questions in for that I can answer today. And I noticed Glover has got the OG. He got the OG Moneyberg shirt before it says Choose to Conquer. Oh yeah yeah. So
1: got a new one. Those man. are the
0: first printing. Those are yeah. the first ones printed. There's only a couple. Of, there's literally only two of those. You got one and I got one. Those are the first ones printed. Those are samples.
1: Oh, and then, okay.
0: Don't worry, I got a pile of these right, in the other nice. room. But that's one of the OG samples. If uh, I'll sign that for you so if I die, you can sell it for <laughs> a lot of money. Okay. <laughs>